We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Father, we thank you that we can come and meet tonight. Lord, to, to gather together to declare you, Jesus, as our Lord and Saviour and Holy Spirit as we meet. Lord, that we want to we want to give you praise, but Lord, we know that you're going to come and move and do things in our lives. Yeah. And Lord, we open up our heart to you. We open up our spirit and say, Holy Spirit, come, yeah. do what you need to do, so that we become even greater, even or even more like you, so that we can reach this world for you, Jesus. Father, we pray right now against people of with carrying fear and anxiety around the media storm, around the virus that is going around this world. And somehow, Lord, we turn to You. Lord, You are our hope. You are our safe place. You are our refuge. Yes, Lord. And we find our strength in You, Jesus. But Lord, we pray tonight for those that are Worrying those that are anxious, those that are uncertain and unsure, those that don't have a hope. Lord, use this to glorify Yourself. People would ask, people would turn to You. In Jesus' mighty Name. Amen. Amen. Uh, now, I've been educated a little bit further. No longer is it an elbow. Apparently it's a, come on, uh, what's your name, Dan? It's a, it's a, no, not that one, another one. Yeah. Hey man, how's it going? Yeah. Apparently that's what you're allowed to do now. All right, so turn to someone, give them a low five, not a high five. Yeah. If you've got a moon boot on, just be real careful, all right? Jesus, bring healing. Thank you, worship team. You guys are awesome. G-Mac and uh, Rob have come up with a, a whole, a whole, do you guys want to come and show everyone how the cool people do it? <laughs> come on, jump up stage. This is, a, this is apparently like you take a high five to a low five to a new level. Okay, yeah, right there's fine. Yeah, they're good. Here we go. Do you want to? <laughs> I don't know. If you feel like doing that, go for it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Awesome. Hallelujah. Someone can come up with a name for that. I'm sure, I'm sure. Not right now. All right. Oh, good. How are we doing, church? We good? Good. Well, uh, if you weren't here this morning, uh, you will be unaware that we have started a new series called Well Up. Well Up. And uh, I like the name of the series because primarily I came up with it. And um, it reminds me of my little bit of my English days, because in, in the UK, when you say something is very good, you, you say, that's well good. Anyone, it doesn't, re- it took me a little while to get used to it. That's well good. It's well good, isn't it? All right. If you throw it in it on the end of it, you feel English straight away. Um, but when, when something is well good, oh, that's well good. And, and really, when it comes to this series, well, well up. What we're, what we're believing for, and, and in the moment I'll just share the base context and base scriptures uh, from this series. What we're really believing is that we can, we, can, we can draw from a well 
of just, in a moment I'll share this, of just so unlimited capacity. But we've got, to, we've got to turn it up in ourselves. I don't know, I shared this morning, and I'm not, not going to repeat the message, but there's got to be something stirring in your heart right now, especially, especially with this whole stuff going around the world and, and um, you know, situations where you're not allowed to meet together anymore. I'm like, that's bad news. Uh, and I shared this morning as well that uh, all the extroverts are, are really sad or the introverts are really happy. Uh, right, it's like, yes, I don't have to go out. and uh, Oh my gosh, who are you? Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, but this, this series is, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm mad, I'm, I'm upset, I'm, I'm sad that we can't meet together. I'm praising Jesus that we can still meet together right now, but we will follow whatever uh, the authorities say and in time we'll inform us of what we are and aren't allowed to do. Some of our churches around the world right now in the US and Manila and Italy in uh, Denmark and in Budapest are meeting all live stream, all via live stream because they're not allowed to gather together. To me, that just upsets me uh, because I love gathering together to encourage one another, spur one another on. That's just who uh, I, like, I am as part of, I just love encouraging people. And, when, when, and I think the greatest tragedy from this is actually going to be isolation. And I don't like it. And um, so something's stirring in my spirit. Uh, I pray something might be stirring in your spirit as well. The political climate that we're going through as a nation right now, I pray something is stirring in your spirit about it. Uh, don't think that you have you can't do anything. Yes, you can do something. We can pray. The Bible says to pray for our leaders. So let's pray for our leaders. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not trying to be political here, but we have a, an, a duty by biblical context and scripture that we need need to pray for our leaders. And uh, we need to pray for our politicians because they are making uh, a decision uh, around a bill that is just tragic if it gets through. And so as a church, we need to pray. I encourage you to pray as well. But is is there something stirring up in you? Because if if it wasn't stirring up on you, well, what is stirring up on you in the inside? Because we're passionate about something, right? I'll prove to you that some of you are passionate about something. You know, on the way here, a nice white little cat ran out in front of me and I ran straight over it. Now, how many people are offended right now? Upset. Who, how many people are excited? Okay, I, I, just let me disclaimer right now. I have, not, I have never, ever driven over a cat. But there are some people who are cat lovers, right? Oh my gosh, what the mean? You, ran, you I call yourself a pastor? You're supposed to be giving life. You just, what, what, what do you mean? You ran over a cat. Cats are from heaven. No, they're not. No, but do you know what I mean? There's, there's people out there who are passionate about cats. Because it's, it's, it's true. There's people out of like uh, sometimes it's Holden Ford. Oh, okay, touching the nerve right now. Uh, yeah, well, this is not going to go there. I'm getting a bigger reaction than cats, but but there's something right. There's there's something that you will stand up for. 
There is something that will well up inside of you. And this, this series is about what is going to well up inside of you. That is not just, and, and I really love it because it's just, I, 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 it's here to help amplify the previous series that we did, which was full and overflowing. And, and that's what we're trying to do is just keep on going from one stage to one level to another level. And so our prayer is that uh, there'll be something that stirs within you. A passion, a desire, a promise, a conviction, something that stirs within you that will ultimately shift something in our world. A few years back, Brooke Fraser wrote a line in a lyric that says, Now that I have seen, I am responsible. It was about how she went and saw a whole lot of orphans and, and children that were hungry. Something stirred up in the side, inside of her. And she's like, you know what? There's something we've got to be able to do about this. And so, so tonight I pray that, it, that something is going to start welling up inside of you over the next uh, three or four weeks of just stirring and saying, come on, Lord, speak into my life. And so um, the... Oh, here we go. The main, the one, the one of the scriptures, the two, two main scriptures. Where are they? There they are. Genesis chapter 26, verses 12 through 25. Um, and uh, then John chapter 4. And over, over the next, I'm going to read, read them t- tonight, but then over the next couple of weeks, we're just going to reference back to these scriptures. We're not going to read them every time because uh, that will waste time. But Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 through 20 through 15, sorry. Um, it says this, When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more than he planted. For the Lord blessed him. He became a rich man and wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks and sheep and goats, herds and cattle and servants, that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of his father, Abraham. And, and so we're context and we're bringing it back to, we've got to learn how to redig wells. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to just pull out some topics that, we think, you know, that, that God's been talking to us about, about redigging this well. But this morning we talked about redigging the well of devotion. The well of getting to get, get into that place of living water that Jesus is talking to us. And we're getting a little bit of that tonight as well, but I want to give you a, just some steps that hopefully will help you. And so, because there's times where wells that, that we're previously drunk from, the, the enemy tries to fill up. Have you ever been wondering how, you know, you've just had favour in a certain area, favour in a certain area, then after a while you look back and go, hold on a second, where's that gone? Hold on, why? What's going on here? And and the thing is, it's not just, the, the devil loves to sneakily do it. He just loves to add a little bit of dirt and a little bit of dirt and a little bit of, and then suddenly that that, that area that you used to draw from has been filled up. Tonight we want to dig some wells, yeah? We want to dig some wells. By the way, um, uh, it's in worship. I just got to find it because I marked it. I just want to help dig a little well. Um, uh, Mary Rabbage. You're still there? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Joshua chapter 6. When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you friend or foe? Neither one, he replied, I am the commander of the Lord's armies. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. And Joshua did as he was told. Uh, in the prayer time, I, I just noticed you had your hand up and the Lord spoke to me about that that passage. And there's, there's this, prophetically, I, I really see that this outworking, God's leading you to a place and there's going to be something there and, 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 it's, and it's going to reveal itself as God and there's, and there's going to be a moment where you'll, you'll, he, there'll be a moment that you'll just know to, to take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. Holy ground is not just normal ground. Holy ground is miraculous ground. It's breakthrough ground. It's, it's where miracles happen. It's where burning bushes come alive. It's where God just does something supernaturally. It's not nothing in the natural. It's, it's, it's miraculous. And I really believe that the Lord is saying to you, expect a, a miraculous miracle. There's holy ground. Uh, you, you will know when to take your shoes off. Amen. Amen. Um, where were we? Let's go to John chapter 4. Um, so this is the second main passage of Scripture that we're going to base this series on. And John chapter 4 is the story about the Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, uh, verse 4, he said, He had to go through Samaria, and on the way, eventually, he came to a Samaritan village of uh, Saicha, I think, did I get that right, Pastor Aileen? No. Sidecar. Sidecar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph, Jacob was there and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was, the only, he was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised for, the, surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and you, who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and the well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals, uh, animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will, be, will never be thirsty again. It, came, it became a fresh, bubbly spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, verse 15, the woman said, Give me this water, I'll, uh, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. I don't know about you, but have you ever been thirsty? Thirsty. Water. Sorry, should have done product placement there. 
Well, they really have put the stickers up wrong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's like a, it's normal, that's more of a Coke advert, isn't it? Uh, um, here's the thing: is is we get thirsty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are early to church tonight, you saw me with a trailer. And with a, a meter by meter by meter um, tank um, that I was filling up of beautiful town supply chlorinated, fluorinated uh, water. And uh, why? Because we're taking it back to my house where I have none. We, we, we are almost out of water and, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'm really keen to have a shower later on tonight. Uh, but here's the thing, like, that's, that's just... just Shows me, and it just is a great picture of that water does run out. In the natural, water runs out, and we have to continue going back to a source to get more water. I appreciate our local council and how most of you live and you pay rates. Yes, you pay higher rates than we pay because our water comes off the roof, and if it doesn't rain, we don't get no water. And so we come down to the town and borrow your water. Praise Jesus. And, uh, but the thing is that this water runs out. Uh, but there is a, there, there's the similar the parallel context here where if we don't go and thirst and drink spiritual water, it will run out. Or we run out, it won't run out. Because the Bible says here, this, this is living water that it will never run out. Isn't that exciting? I love that because every time you turn to Jesus, He's going to be there. He will have something for you. He's got something for me. He's got something for every single one of you right now, tonight, for this very moment. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how things are, whether you're believing for a miracle or whether you're just believing to uh, be happy tonight. I don't know what it is, but he has. I know that He has got thirsting, living water for all of us. And so... I wonder, oh, here we go. That's going to transition to tonight's message. There we go. I wonder, I wonder though, how, how hungry and thirsty we are for this living water. And so, if you didn't get this morning's message, I encourage you to, to grab it, listen to it. It helps uh, get the start of the series. And so, tonight I want to talk about how to drink spiritually. All right, come on, uh, uh, spiritually. See, the first thing with the Samaritan woman is uh, a whole lot of context in and around this. And I, and I shared a little bit last week because the live stream um, didn't work. And so I shared a bit in the morning. But this, this woman who's sitting at the well, she, man, she's had to overcome a whole lot. She had to come over, overcome so much in her life. She was a Samaritan woman who was coming out to uh, draw water at noontime by herself. Why was she there at noontime? Why was she by herself? Noontime was not the normal time to get water. It was hot. It was heavy. It was hard work. Normally it would be morning and morning, normally it would be night, but she's there at noontime by herself. Why is she by herself? Have you, they, they, normally it's, it's a social occasion. 
where you'd go with other, other people and you'd go and get the water and you'd talk and you'd chit-chat. And, and you'd catch up and you'd do things, but she's by herself. And in fact, some commentaries would say that, that on the way to the well, she would have had to have got off the track while 12 disciples walked past it going into town because she was a despised Samaritan. And Jews would have just walked straight past her. Some commentaries say that, but she still made it to the well. She wasn't expecting Jesus to be there, but she got to the well. I reckon tonight we've just got to get to the well. We've just got to get to the well. And when she got to the well, there was this amazing encounter, an amazing su- surprise for her because it even says that she was surprised because a Jew even talked to her. The culture of the day was that Jews did ha- wanted to have nothing to do with the Samaritans, but she was surprised. My, my prayer tonight is that we would be surprised on what God wants to say to us. Not just the normal, I love you. Because he loves you, don't get me wrong. I tell our guys at e-group, don't come to e-group telling me that God loves you as your revelation. <laughs> we know. Yeah. All right, come to e-group telling me something that you've read and that God's spoken to you about. It's, 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 it might be a bit harsh, but no, come on. We've got to be, we've got to be, yeah. uh, let, 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 let's get to the well, let's be surprised and let's drink of what God has for us. But the first thing, point number one, is we've got to sit at the well. Sit at the well. Uh, I'm just going to read out probably a number of well-known scriptures, but just sometimes you just got to drink. James chapter four, verse eight, it says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Uh, yeah, not a lot of people add that part on, eh? But sometimes when we come in close to God, we, it will expose areas in our life. So don't be surprised. But be grateful that He loves you enough to say, come on, get rid of some of that stuff. Like there's been some dirt. See, we talk about how the enemy fills in our in the wells that we've drawn from and there's dirt that got, has gotten in. Some of that dirt is just not negativity or sadness or a disappointment. Some of that dirt is sin. Some of that dirt. And so when you come to the well, deal with some of the stuff. I love it. I love, I love it how Jesus said to his disciples um, that it, when I send you out, if you're not received, shake the dust off your feet and leave. And I shared this morning that sometimes we just shake the dust off our feet and then we go right around and then, oh, here we go. We're back again. Oh, I got dust off my shoes again. Oh, man, my shoes are dusty again. Anyone? But no, no, it says the dust off your shoes and leave if you're not getting received something or something happens in our life. We've got to learn how to dust it off. But we've got to also learn how to leave. But the first thing I want to say, if you want to learn how to drink from Jesus, is you've got to sit at the well. Sit at the well, you know, um, just another illustration. Like sitting there and I had the hose going into the tank. I had to sit. I had to wait for it to fill up. Fill up. 
I think in the next, same, same as in the spirit. Someone's just going to turn up. We're going to sit. And we're just going to wait. Sometimes we're in such a hurry. We want the, you know, we want to just get to Moana pool and do a bomb. Get out, get dry and go. So if you don't know what a bomb is, that's like a bunch up into the water. Uh, just in case some people overseas might be listening to this. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know what goes on in here sometimes. But we've got to sit at the well and just drink. Just soak up what God has for you and for me. To come close to God. See, I was talking to Desiree about this, and she, um, we grapple and we talk about stuff. And she's like, man, you've actually got to get close enough to Jesus so you can hear him. Yeah. And sometimes we're like, okay, God, I'm coming. I'm coming, come on. Real quick, talk to me now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on, I'll be back soon. And, and we don't take the time to just slow down and drink. Like, Lord, speak to me. Jeremiah 29, 13, not 11. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. If you're looking for Jesus, you will find him. Come on, knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. See, you've got to sit at the well, but to sit at the well, it means you've got to position yourself. A lot of the times we choose to go, yeah, in our heart, we want to get there. We want to do things, but we never position ourselves in the right places or the right, the right, right scenarios. Or, and we miss out on the things and that God wants to speak to us. My biggest encounters ever have been at a conference. Because it's, I've taken out time out of my normal day-to-day and it's taken out where I've just sacrificed time and money and, and, and I've gotten to a place. Actually, my largest encounter that I remember, um, oh, there's been a number, but is actually when I flew from the other side of the world back to Auckland. I went to a conference and just God talked to me through that week and it just shifted my entire world and my entire life. But why? Because I wanted to position myself to hear. How are you positioning yourself to hear? Uh, You know, and I'm not trying to pay anyone out, but if Sunday is all you do during the week, never miss a Sunday. I would like, the only day I read my Bible or I'm in the presence of God or I'm worshiping Him, never miss a Sunday. But, but I pray there's more. I pray there's a thirst. I pray there's something. But how are you sitting at the well? How are you positioning yourself to drink of this everlasting um, life that Jesus gives us? See, Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 says this. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbanks, bearing fruit in each season. 
Oh, I'm just going through a winter. Ever heard a Christian say that? I'm not, please, I'm not trying to pay anyone out. But I'm saying if you position yourself, you're meditating on the Word day and night. It says here, you will be like trees planted along riverbanks, bearing fruit in every season. Yeah, sometimes stuff goes wrong. Sometimes life hurts, life stinks. But it says here, if you meditate on His Word, you will bear fruit in every season. Their, lie, their, their leaves sorry, never wither and they prosper in all they do. But do we position ourselves? Are we sitting at the well? Uh, next, next, next point tonight is when, when we learn to, to drink from Jesus, we've got to ask. We've got to ask Jesus. Ask Jesus, what, what, uh, uh, ask Jesus for what you need. What do you need right now? Have you asked him? Have you actually stopped and asked? The Bible says if you need wisdom, ask for wisdom. Have we ever, like, I know this might sound simple, but there's many times I've thought a whole lot of things. And I've never actually just stopped and gone, Jesus, I need your help with this. There has been times that I have stopped and, and I said, Jesus, I need your help with this. Help me. And I've found his grace and his favor. But there's often been times where I've just kept on going. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. Jesus, I know. You, I know. You, I know. I've heard. I've heard of other people. I've heard testimonies. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. But for some reason, something stopped me from actually asking Jesus. What's stopping you from asking Jesus? What is it? What is stopping you? Why? And, and I, only you can answer that. And I would just say, sit at the well. I'd just say, sit at the well. Sit at the well until you get the, you get the faith or the courage to ask. Because that's what Jesus is there for. Um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11. It says this, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened for you. You parents, if you have children, ask for a loaf of bread. Do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Excuse me, of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Ask Him. Con, if you're a student, we love you. And, and, but I'm just saying, if you need wisdom, ask for it. Ask for it. If you're, whatever area of life you're in right now, we can ask God, because He wants to give good gifts. Pastor Desiree talked about this in her service leading tonight. It says this in Psalm 34, verse 4 to 7. I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to Him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds me and defends all who fear him. 
be asked. See, if we sit at the well and we know that Jesus is there, we know that there's a conversation going on, you know, and, and I talked about Jews and Samaritans. And I shared this last week just in, in part of the prelim to the series, you know, this, this lady, the life that she lived and the hurt and the pain that she must have gone through and the isolation and the no friends and the going to get water all by herself. She, she was from a, a, a group of people that and the Jews despised. They, they didn't want to have anything to do with them. And so you take that and then you add on a, a promiscuous lifestyle and, a, and, and, and the hurt and the pain and, and she must have been there and there would have been people around like pointing at her. She, her reputation would have been known. But yet she sat at the well and she drank. I want to tell you there's absolutely nothing. There's absolutely nobody that Jesus wouldn't sit down with. There's absolutely no one. There's nothing that you have done that will disqualify you from the love of Christ. There's absolutely nothing. Maybe you're sitting here tonight in fear. Maybe you're sitting here tonight insecure. Maybe you're sitting here going, who am I? I'm nobody. Well, it says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. If you want to drink tonight, God God has got a a never-ending well. A never-ending well. A never-ending wow. Worship team, you guys can jump up because we're going to finish soon. Are we doing all right? I, I think I love these messages the most. And if I was ever to go back over the history of all the messages that I've preached, there probably would be a a similar theme around encouragement and drawing close to Jesus. <laughs> uh, and, uh, there's, there's a whole lot of other things in the Bible and I'm searching them out and, and learning some stuff, but most of everything that I minister and preach sort of comes around this. And, uh, and, and why is that? And, and, I, and I don't have any fears and I don't have any f- shame or anything like that, but... There was definitely a time in my life that I was so insecure, so, so, so worried about what people would say. And, and I wouldn't say I'm 100% there. I, I reckon I'm, I'm traveling over 90%, praise Jesus. But there was times in my life where I was probably down 40, living my life at 40% secure, sort of always wondering what's going on, what do people think of me? All these sort of things and, you know, living a life a little bit like Moses. Who am I? Why should I do this? Who, who would, why, why would you call someone like me? Have a whole lot of excuses about can't read very well and all that sort of stuff. And, 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 have a, and, and you know, search for words. <laughs> I run out of words often and just trying to articulate the right things and, and all that sort of stuff. And, the devil loves to try and continue to flick dust on. And please hear me right tonight. I'm, I'm really not trying to aim for high fives or low fives after the service. Um, but I am just showing, telling you a little bit of my journey. That 
when you sit at the well and you ask, something supernaturally will happen. And you will slowly figure out, because it's sitting, right? It's not just a bomb into the water, all sorted out. No, it's the, it's the sitting at the well. It's the letting, letting God slowly replenish areas that you just know that are not how He's created you to be. And you just let Him wash. And you let Him wash. And so will you sit at the well? Will you, will you ask Jesus for whatever it is? But then the last thing tonight, and this is what I've found. See, a lot of the times I sat at the well. Oh, Lord, help. Lord, help. I've got to work on this. Help, help, help. And I'd, and I'd spend time there and I'd ask and I'd ask and I'd ask and I'd ask and I'd ask. But it wasn't until I got to this stage, I guess, in my processing around how, how Jesus works for me. And it's this stage that I think is really important is, is you've got to draw. You have to draw from the well. Jesus is not going to stand there with a fire hose and squirt you. Even though I've done that in youth and it was fun. Inside. No, you've got to draw. You've got to draw. You've got to get your bucket. You've got to get your rope. And you've got to draw it out of the well. You've got to draw it out of the reservoir of the Holy Spirit. You've got to run after Jesus, chase after Jesus, remembering and knowing the promise. Anyone who asks will find. Seek, you'll find. Ask, you'll knock the door. That scripture I read earlier. See what I mean? Frustrating. That's why I read all the scriptures. But here's the thing, you've got to draw. And drawing is just you you, you working it, going, okay, Lord, show me. And, and a lot of the times to draw and to put, uh, put down your bucket is just doing this. All right, Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to say about me today? What do you want to say about this breakthrough today? Oh, you're, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm made in the image of God. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. You've got to draw. See, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Sorry, production team, I I gave you NLT, but it's the New International. It says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ. Jesus. I wonder if we draw on that tonight. And my God will meet all my needs. Holy Spirit, I'm going to draw from you tonight. Lord, you're going to meet all my needs. You're going to meet all my insecurities, all my fears, all my failures. You're going to meet all the areas that I just sometimes feel I let you down, and Lord, tonight I'm going to draw from you. I've heard this before, 
And so I'm stealing this revelation. I can't remember who it was from though, but it says this is that when the the woman at this, this the Samaritan woman at the well says she had this conversation and but it says that she left her water jugs there and went back into the city. You know, and sometimes in life you've got to learn how to leave your water jugs behind. Because when you drink from the well of Christ, when you drink from the, the, the everlasting, every eternal living water of Christ, it says that He lives in you. You don't need to carry Him on the outside. You don't need to go get a drink every day. No, He lives in you. He lives in you. But you belong to God. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in this world. Come on, it's about drawing from His Holy Spirit. No more fear, no more pain, no more inadequacy. Or if there is fear and if there is pain, we know how to deal with it. We know how to process it because we know how to drink from the well of everlasting water, the wellspring of life that is Jesus Christ, that is the Holy Spirit. So we've got to sit, we've got to ask, and we've got to draw. We've got to draw from the well. What do you need to draw right now? Maybe you believe for a miracle or a breakthrough in your relationship or in your family. Could you draw? Can you let down your bucket? Come on, God. Come on, God. Just let it down. Let it down until you know you're going to pull. You're going to draw it up. What have you got for me? What have you got for me? You draw. Another point here is, or another add on to the draw is that, you know, it's the Spirit of God. It's the living water. It's the Spirit of God living in you. So how often do we access our spiritual gifts? How often are we speaking in our heavenly language or are we praying and spending time just drawing, just drawing? See, it says this, let love be your highest goal. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let love be the highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the abilities to speak, ability to speak in, in tongues, which is your heavenly language, you will be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. It'll be mysterious in the natural, but it's not mysterious in the spiritual. What you're doing is you're stirring up your spirit. You're drawing from the well. You're ed- it actually says you edify yourself. Come on, you got to dig wells. We've got to draw from wells. Let's sit at the well. Let's ask 
and let's draw. Come on, why don't we jump to our feet tonight? We're going to finish. We're going to pray. My, my prayer tonight is that you would, you would just take time to drink this week. Jason and I, we work together and it's awesome. And um, he's, 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 he's 10 minutes more holier than me. He gets up at 6 a.m. I push the snooze button at six, 10 past 6 a.m. No, but it's it's actually real real cool, well, great, and because we not that we challenge each other on this, we're just we're just stirring each other. We're just you know we haven't. It's just it's not a competition. It's just like, hey man, have you have you drunk today? Would you would you would you draw? Would you take time to spend time with Jesus? Not just a rush. Hey, word for the day. Ah, streaks. Got it. Who's up to 75 days? Who's up 75 days this year? You can only have 75 days this year. It's, actually, it's just me and Nicole. That's just, okay. Did you, who's, who's, who's sad they lost their streaks? Jason. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the streaks on the U Bible version app. It is actually a brilliant app. You can find daily reading plans, make notes, record time at the well. Would, would, would you hunger and thirst from the well? Father, I pray right now, and I thank you, Lord, that you've got something special for everyone every single day. I pray, Lord, that I even thank you for this morning, Lord, the, your promises that we come to you, we will be filled. Uh, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for all these amazing, 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 beautiful people. Just truly wanting to grow. Jesus to be my Lord and Saviour. You can have freedom, you can have fun. Trust me, you can walk through insecurities when you can sing on the microphone and stage. (laughs) 
We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equippuschurch.com.